Hello, everyone. This is Jennifer Cheek. Uh, I just have a little message before the podcast. My microphone decided to just stop at the very end of the podcast. So the sign off's a little funky. In case you do want to find me, my Twitter is at Jennifer Cheek. And uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to Wine, Women, and Westeros, a very special episode of Cast of Thrones. I am your host for this evening, Jennifer Cheek, and with me is Betsy Cohen. Hodor, 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 Hodor! Very good. <laughs> and Annie Bickerton. Hey, guys. So I believe that this is our fifth Wine, Women, and Westeros, which is just so crazy. And, uh, Cinco de Westeros. Time flies, bitches. It, it really does. And I um, we we usually start off the evening with what we're drinking. And what what are you what are you ladies drinking this evening? Ooh, we're drinking a wine that I I'm I'm gonna call it a treat. It's delicious. It's very smooth. It's, it's tres picos. Um, Garnacha. I think it's it was in the Spanish section of my local wine and liquor store. Your local wineria. My, yeah. lo- my local it wine. It tastes like blackberries with nuances of leather, vanilla, and plums. Which I, I think is that. perfect for Game of Thrones because of all the leather and blackberries. Yeah, I. That's, that's, that's what Game plums. of Thrones is known for. I, know, I feel like somebody ate some kind of fruit off of some Game naked prostitute Thrones. at some point. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, plums is I- what I call my clitoris. Okay. <laughs> well, then. Whoa, taking it right there, Betsy. This is a very woman-centric podcast, so if you're not into Moonblood and talking about Clitoris, you might as well just turn it off. Oh, God. Um, I actually have... sorry. I have a confession to make. I I feel a little weird about it, but I'm not drinking wine. I'm, <gasps> I'm sorry. Sacrilege. I'm drinking a Harpoon Oktoberfest. And let me tell you why it's okay. I just had the most transcendental feminist experience of my life about an hour ago because I took an all women's boxing class. And while I was punching upon the bag, Beyonce's Who Run the World Girls song came on. And I'm like, wow, this, this is it. This is the pinnacle. And now, and now we're doing Wine Women Western. So I feel like I can get away with just drinking the beer. Instead of I that. feel like you can do whatever you want now. I no think I can, can punch a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> punch a bear. I would like to see that. Wait, wasn't there a scene in Game of Thrones where someone said they fucked a bear? Oh, yeah, what? definitely. Wildlife, right? <laughs> yeah. Tormund Giant's mane. He the, said some serious animal sex right there. The wildling with the, with the ginger man minge. Yes. Whoa. He can't have a ginger man minge. That's I don't think want. I ever want to fuck a bear. Just to put it out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that sounds nice at all. Unless it's like a a, a cuddly gay man who's going straight for me, just for you. Like, that's how you know. Just for me. <laughs> that's like a compliment. That kind of bear. It's a, it's such a compliment, and you know, you know, I like him. Like, what do I? Yeah, what? you kind of like a you like a straight bear. She I like, likes I like a straight bear. My friend John <laughs> put it the best. My, my friend John told me. I believe they're called lumberjacks. Yes, lumberjacks bear. are oh. straight bears. Yeah, that makes um, sense. <laughs> but my my general man type, my friend John, put it the best way possible. He's like, you like your men like you like your dogs. Big, fluffy, and stupid. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Oh, He's so oh. wise. 
He's so wise. Wah, wah. He knows my heart so much. So, so men of OK Cupid, take so that. Despite what it sounds like, this is a, a podcast where we talk about <laughs> Game of Thrones. I mean, I've brought it up like five times. You're just not taking my transitional cues. I listen. I'm sorry. I'm I'm drunk on feminism and beer right now. So. Also, let's be real. This season was rough, so I think that we're all kind of like, let's talk about other things that are happier than this season. Yeah, it was it was like the sandpaper of seasons. Yeah, the negativity made us giddy because we just want to avoid it. So overall, like, what were your impressions of the season as a whole? Super fucked, fucked, shut stuff. I like, can't even words. Emotionally draining. Um, I kind of like, yeah, it just made me sad for women irresponsible amounts of violence and rape. Yeah. Or not even amounts. I feel like the amount is the same. Irresponsible handling. Yes. I would agree with that. I I think, and I think what you said, I, I, I feel very exhausted by this season. Like it made me tired and it makes me sad. Like I'm, this is supposed to be entertaining. Like, yes, it does. I understand there's going to be some gritty things. Stuff's going to be rough. Fine. But I should actually look forward to watching the show. And I feel yeah. like I was very nervous after the first several episodes, like going into it the rest of the season. Like, what are they going to do shitty this time? Who knows? Um, yeah. There were yeah, still, was- there were still some really wonderful things in this season. And I still am very into the series as a whole, but it definitely, it, it, Kind of messed me up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Is My heart better? hurts. Yeah, My yeah. heart hurts bad. I, see, I feel like a million years ago when we were still able to talk on GChat because we had different jobs that were less mm-hmm. demanding. Uh, you put it the best, saying that you and Game of Thrones needed to go to couples therapy. <laughs> yes, and actually, that was I'm brilliant, and let's all just honor that for a minute. It's true. Um, Think about it. But, it's true, but I also was just true. thinking when you were like, "I'm just exhausted." It reminded me of that part of one of Taylor Swift's best songs of the past couple of years. I'm not going to say her best, what? where she says, "You know, that it's the nev- we are never ever ever, ever getting, getting back together, together song," which sometimes is how I want to feel about Game of Thrones. And she's like, "I'm just exhausted of the whole thing." Yeah. It's just yeah. so. But I was like, "Yeah, Taylor." I'm exhausted of Game of Thrones, but I still love it. So I guess Game of Thrones is my, oh, was, was it a Jonas Brothers? No, it was a One Direction's guy that she wrote that song about. Um, or was it John Mayer? I don't even know. Is that bad? I, mean, I just think that Game of Thrones has become like rape porn and like violence porn. And while what? I like to talk about it because I think it has so many interesting characters and gives a lot of good material for our like lady analysis. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you're like, Come on, people! Is this really what you want everyone to be watching all the time? Like, like could we not just have like a, a sex scene where both people are into it? Like more of those? Like, listen, enthusiastic consent, a go go for me. Thank like, you. it's kind of funny because I feel like earlier seasons we were like, "Is there too much nudity in Game of Thrones?" And that and that concern seems so far down. Like, I don't even give a shit. Show me a butt. Give- show me a boobs, vagina, a dick. I don't care. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing hurts anymore because I'm numb to it. Like, can we just like not show rape like casually in the background of a scene? Like, I would like that to not be a thing. Yeah, a rape tapestry would yeah. just be nice to avoid <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Um, can we can we get into some specifics with with like the best thing that ever happened? Oh, absolutely. And the thing that makes me the happiest. Yeah. Because- we're we're starting on a high note, guys. Yeah, we're gonna we'll start get into the shit after we have us- problems with. Yeah, after we got a little cranky for a second, we're gonna go back to good things, so you don't hate yeah. us too much. Oh, yeah. actually, I- disclaimers at the beginning. Um, so we are not gonna do any spoilers past season four of the show. That's it. Um, Mostly because Annie hasn't read. 
Yes. Actually, yeah. How how far along are you guys? Book. I've read all the books. I've read like everything. I've only read book three, right? Because season three and four both are like two halves of book three. Yeah. 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 Oh, season four kind of crept into book four and five a little bit. There were some storylines they moved up, right? Yeah. They were trying to advance characters. Yeah. But it's so. Yeah. And Bessie, yeah. how far did you go? I have finished them, although <gasps> book four so and books, I know, books four and five, I listened to on Audible because I, like, could not Ew. force myself to get through them, and, like, so someone talking them at me worked better, although I feel Listen, like I missed a lot, a lot of really important that. details while, like, walking to the train. Oh, I'm going to take my earpiece out while I order coffee, and then, like, you know, things happened, and I... Yeah. It was not the most, like... A, um, attentive reading, but I got through it, and I can just say I did it. Now. You you did you read it all? Well, that's how Nick and and Thrifty on our um, regular show they they listen to it. They yeah, read, like actually. I mean, I feel it. like it's yeah. I feel like it's also different when you're like listening in a car by yourself, just like driving forever, than also when you're like interacting with the world. Of and like trying to like not die on the subway and such. So. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But that's where we I, are, I, so we won't we won't do any book spoilers or anything. Everything that's through season four of the show is fair game, and that's what we will talk about. Uh, word. So let's start out with uh, good stuff. And Bessie, what were you gonna start off with? So my favorite thing that ever happened was a it was not not an enormous change from the book, but one that like just tickled me so pink was I think it was in the was it the last episode, yeah. Where Brienne and Arya meet and have like the cutest conversation in the world. That's what that's what dreams of fan fiction in my heart are made oh my God, of. I think that, I loved it so much. That was like one of the things that I like earlier on when we were recording things. I was like, man, if they changed something, that would be a great change. And yeah. they did it, and it was wonderful. Now I do remember we because we just talked about this recently on Cast of Thrones. I I remember that the actual filming of this scene was not ideal. It was very shaky, which made me upset. But I didn't even yeah. care because I just oh, I cared zero percent because Arya and Brienne were talking about what it was like to grow up wanting to fight with swords, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to happen all day long. Yeah, that's I mean great. that was that was like the older generation and the younger generation, and they're both still so lonely. It's kind of sad that, like, the little younger one doesn't have much to learn from the older one, you know? Yeah, because there's been, like, not enough change for anything no to progress, be different. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But I think they both are bound by their own sense of honor, even though I was sad they didn't, like, join forces and become this, like, yeah. badass, like, gender-defying lady team. But you know what's funny? I don't even know personality-wise, like, how they'd get along, because I feel like they're very, very different, because Brienne's so serious, and Arya, I mean, not that Arya's not serious, she's just, I mean, you know, she's a child, so I don't know if I can really compare it, I guess, but... Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, the, the, they're both leaders, and every leader needs a follower, yeah. you know? I don't know if they'd have a great buddy cop. Maybe they'd clash, but they respect each other. They could yeah. be, like, two leaders of different like tribes or something and be like all right we respect each other we don't they could be allies yeah exactly i like yeah, that allies and equals but Arya um, could for sure learn some some swordsmanship swordswomanship from brienne yes which she would she would be a, brienne would be a very good mr miyagi in, exactly or <laughs> in place of serial pharrell yeah in um, place r.i.p serial if yeah, R.I.P. Serio. And then Brianca's like ass kicking on the hounds, which was so cool to watch. It was extremely satisfying. I loved it. Even though yeah, I kind of loved, I I, the I love the those, hound though. The, the, the hound's one of those characters where I'm like, you're an asshole, and yet, and yet, I like you so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you deserve my like, but here it is anyway. 
I'm going to like you on Facebook, the hound. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you deserve it, but I like you anyway. I think the thing about the hound, though, is that, like, he defies every social expectation. And though even though he's kind of awful, like, he's just this lone agent, like, trying to survive in the face of everyone else's fucked up politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can you? I mean, you can even argue like, did the hound even have a chance really to like not be yeah. an asshole in many ways? Yeah. I mean, his life is pretty fucked up, so I think you yeah. have to have some sympathy for the man, you know, given that his brother like burned his face off as yeah. a child. He's so got melty I don't know, and it's kind of, of cute that he's got the soft spark for Aria. Like clearly, yeah. there's something going on there that he actually like relates to her misunderstoodness. And- oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he I, definitely has a weakness for those Stark girls. But man, I thought she was fucking badass for leaving him <laughs> dying so on that right. rock. I was, I was like, you oh, <laughs> crap. Yeah, am I allowed to swear this much? Sorry, oh my I'm God. in a swearing mode lately. Um, you should you swear. Know what the first thing I said on this episode was, <laughs> I think, I think that, yeah. Yeah, you should swear as broken. much as you would like. Okay. Which is, for me, I swear, I think I swear the most of of all of us on Cast of Thrones, like, more than the yeah. dudes. It's from Well, you're like, making up for lost time because you didn't swear till after high school. I didn't swear for Called the longest you time. you out. All my swears are, were bottled up inside of me, and, and now <laughs> can't, I can't help it. They just come out whenever they feel like it. Um, <laughs> so, is there anything about else about Arya from this season specifically? I, I just... I really, I really liked the part where they went to the Vale, and... She started laughing hysterically. That was really great. <laughs> that wasn't like a gender anything. It was just a wonderful that was just great. moment. Um, it, it made me bummed out that she got so close to seeing Sansa and then didn't see her. Although I would have been pissed though, because that is a that would have been a really big change. There, there, there were two very close sibling, Stark sibling encounters this season that just didn't pan out, and like I know that it would change too much because like if they're if they see each other, they're gonna like. Hang out forever and be best friends. Exactly. Yeah, they'll act differently, but yeah, because they're changing everything else. Packs, so, I don't but know. still, anyway. Um, what else about Arya? I really, I mean, can I complain if we're just like going? Yeah, with Arya. I like. I mean, it's the same complaint we're gonna have over and over and over again this season because they fucking overdid it. But like every time anyone encountered Arya and the Hound. It was like, oh, so how how so hard are you raping her. that bitch? Yeah. Like, so could gross. we just uh, could we just not? Like, it's not... Oh, it's just like, let's continue to push the point that women are only for the sexual sexual use by men. And again... Like, oh, oh, that person has a vagina? How are you forcefully inserting yourself into it? And again, it's... that's how ew. it works. I understand ew. that... <laughs> I'm in a mood tonight, apparently. I'm sorry. sorry I understand that it's set in a... Okay, maybe you wouldn't call Dude, you know, I Westeros. Three fights with men in the last two days who were trying to hit on me on the street, and I'm feeling very aggro. So I approve. <laughs> Great, <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm really glad I'm joining Christian Mingle. Sorry, that's a <laughs> joke. It's not that. That's not funny. I forgot what I was gonna say just then. Oh, I so I, I know a lot raping. of people. A lot of people say like, "Well, Westeros is you know a misogynist world, and that's just how it is." Blah, blah. But at some like at some point, yeah, we we understand that. Like, how much do you have to shove it in our face? And I don't know. I just it, it was just so overkill. Like it was so crazy. It was, so, it was just like it was too much, too too fucking much. I don't know. Um, maybe sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk about more good 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 things. Good today? things. Good yeah. Danny and Miss Sandy's awesome. Female friendship, which I also always enjoy seeing on the screen. Yes, 
so great. They're so cute. Um, and most specifically, they're a really hilarious combo about Grey Worm's pe- penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Peener? Peener. Did you write down Peener? We did. Peener. So, uh, that was a ba- that's Betsy. <laughs> I can tell Peener. that Betsy wrote that. <laughs> that's like a Zoe Deschanel, like a new girl. Yeah. 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 But uh, Miss Sandy's like, hey, Danny, my friend. Grey Worm's totally checking me out, man. Danny's like, um, I don't know if you noticed that he's not got anything going on down there. Or she actually thinks she asked, like, she's like, so is it like just the berries, the twig, like what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Nice little girl, girl talk right there. Nice little girl talk about castrated peeners. That's what um, we do when we're alone, us girls. We like to talk about caster Yeah, penises. well, it kind of seems like the only way that men are nice towards women is, like, by having their dick chopped off, so then he's just sweet to her and kind of, like, longing and romantic. And, like, oh it's a romanticism that, like, is lacked by every other man in that show, basically, who's just trying to get their dick in something. The only, I'm trying to actually think, I'm actually trying to think right now of, like, dudes who are, like, cool and respectful. Or if, if not. Jon Snow. Jon Snow, Oberyn Martell, I would say, is, is cool yeah. towards ladies. Um, I don't. I Tyrion, don't, know, don't be fucking assholes. Yeah. Tyrion's really nice to women, even if he pays them to have sex and he tips well and, and murders <laughs> them. <laughs> okay, but that was not because she's a woman. That's because she's a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, overall, Tyrion tries not to be a bad. Also, player. how did I just not? How did I just choose to not say cunt when I've said all the horrible things Wait, I've already said today? That's. I didn't understand why you meant that. See you next Tuesday is the word for a cut. Yeah. C-U-N-T. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> Lessons learned on why women in Westeros. We, we're very educational. We want you to know how to say the best cusses. And best cusses that don't get caught. Subverted cusses. Say your cusses and don't get caught. Why women in Westeros. <laughs> That's our tagline. <laughs> oh, God. Copyright 2014. Um... So yeah, that's he's nice to ladies because. But he, but I think what's interesting. I mean, I think I think we talked this a little bit before. Like Tyrion's not a typical man with all of like the masculine power of. Right, right. So he what is supposed to be behind him? Um, And Jon Snow is a bastard, which doesn't necessarily mean he. I mean, like there's like. Some element of like their own suffering that makes exactly makes them it's all it's like the alpha male striving that makes the men except the for worst. Oberyn, but I guess it's just like he's he he basically is, is not a Westerosi man. Like yeah. Dorne is so different that he does not he does not buy into he's his culture. culture. Yeah, it's I I can we talk about him because I love him. I love him sure. so much. I want to die. And he was like one like, of the best things this season. Dead. Yeah, I feel like Dorne is like this image of what things could be and it's this like amazing contrast of like oh you can respect your female partner and you can be bisexual and you can and you can have a queen honor and you think that women shouldn't get raped or killed and blah 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 there's all these other things and he's fucking awesome why is Dorn even with Westeros why don't why doesn't Dorn just leave like y'all suck bye there's there's probably like tax privileges or something because Dorn, I don't know if you guys know this history of Westeros right here, but Dorn was like the last one to join up with Westeros, and they haven't actually been with them that long. And I feel like they should leave because it seems yeah. pretty cool there. They even can have queens there, like real yeah. queens, like to be the head ruler, ruling queens. Yeah, and you can wear this a really cool yellow jacket in every scene, and people don't think you smell bad. <laughs> you can wear like 
weird Star Trek outfits, and everyone's like, "Wow, she looks awesome!" <laughs> look at she the, does look awesome. at her She's pointy shoulder pads. She had good body jewelry. I was into it. Yeah. Great body jewelry, just the best. She awesome. she did not have a belly chain, but I feel like she definitely owns belly chains, like a yeah. lot of them, and probably like yeah. arm bracelets. Probably were, like nipple chains. Just saying. oh man, ooh. Kinkier. Yeah. Oh my god, what kind of piercings do you think the two of them had under this clothes? Oh, man, like, so <gasps> It's many. weird that they actually don't have piercings on the show, speaking of. That is kind of weird. This is a sidetrack. Sorry, guys. Wait, isn't there some... Wasn't there, wasn't there some creepy person from Karth who was all pierced everywhere? Probably. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that sounds correct. There, I feel like there has to be... People, there have to be people. Like the person who looked like shingles. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like I'm talking like I'm hot. There's a, there's a lady, there's Kaith who has like a weird mask. She has a mask. It's not piercings. I don't remember. Anyway. (laughs) Bess is high as hell right now. She doesn't know what she's saying. She's like, I'm drunk. I don't care. It's been a long week. Um, And it's only, what? Is today Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. It's hump day. So (sighs) it's all good. Um, Speaking of hump day, let's talk about Obram some more because... Yes, yes, yes. I like to hump him all day. Hump him all day. Um, he had so many great lines about. I don't even remember what they were. Anymore, I just, I just but. loved him fucking other men. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's hot. I think it's hot. I think that there's not enough male dick on this show. Absolutely. I, I want to see some fucking dick. I wish some hot bodies. Like I wish. More, I wish she had gotten more naked. naked. Yeah. I, I wish agree she with was that. More naked. I did we? Dick. We didn't even see his butt, did we? No, he was never naked at all. He's a never nude. Oh, it just occurred heck? to me that in, I should, probably shouldn't have my full name posted on this website. <laughs> we don't have to. We could do. We could do a full <laughs> one. Um, I personally really enjoyed. You have a job now. <laughs> I personally really enjoyed that time when Oberyn got a handful of man ass when he was talking about how he liked all the delights of the world. That mm-hmm. that thrilled thrilled my little heart to see a real cool ass bisexual man on the screen. I'm like, hell yeah! That was one yeah. thing that this. I mean, I was that's one thing the show did right, but that was just George R. R. Martin. Like, I mean, that's what his. That's like exactly what his character is like. At but least the show yeah. executed it well. They kind of they did them some credit. They did no, and the okay. actor was fucking awesome. Like he he killed it. Like every scene he was in, I was like, I want you to stay around the rest of the episode. Just stay on. Yeah, and you know what I like about his bisexuality is that it's more. Gen- Anyone than the prostitutes, and like you're like, oh yeah, you can be a hot masculine guy and be yeah. into men, and like yeah. that's an awesome thing, and in an open relationship too, and, yeah, because um, uh, Alaria is also like totally into it. Yeah, she's bisexual she too. Like yes, they both she, are. She loves them, ladies. Man, just like the coolest fucking couple. And why George R. R. Martin did you have to make the Red Viper die? I'm so mad at you. I just no, think that they have. Yeah. yeah, I just think they have a really, really cool relationship, and I don't know, it's just sad to me that it's like, here's a good thing for your show, cool characters that make you happy, and now we're gonna kill one of them and make the other one really, really sad. Well, yeah. in the Game of Thrones, you're gonna be sad and cry. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> sad and cry all day. All day. Um, Another character which, that... Which, oh, wait. I want to transition to mentioning the truest mm-hmm. line that ever happened, speaking of being sad all day. Yes. It's not a good thing, but, like, it's it's the truest words that I think have been spoken on the show. Cersei is talking to everyone's favorite bisexual, Oberyn Martell, mm-hmm. and about, I think it's like Mar- Marcella, they're like, oh, we don't hurt little girls in Dorne. Mm-hmm. And Cersei brilliantly says, 
everywhere in the world they hurt little girls. The, I think that I literally like grabbed at my heart when she said that because it was like, ah, it's so true. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. did you really need? So you know, what, what was it last season when um, what's his butt? The bastard of Bolton, Ramsey Snow, yeah, says to Theon, like, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. It was but like a like, little aside to the audience, almost. Yeah, but oh, she like completely shit. encapsulated everything about that season. I feel like that line for this season is like what completely encapsulated everything about it. It's like everywhere in the world they hurt little girls. It's, yeah. yeah, but here's okay. So yeah. here's the thing then about that because I felt like when they did that last season with the what Ramsey Snow said, yeah. it was kind of like the show writers like winking at the audience. I really hope to fuck they weren't doing that with that line. No, I don't think they were because I think, I think if I'm, so, I'm, I'm over making a parallel here. I hope, but no, I think, you, but I do think you're right because I I feel like maybe not the entire season, but a very large chunk of the season that that speaks to it yeah it's so like this show this season's about hurting women and that's what we're here to do yeah. how can how yeah. can they make a line that so totally gets it like that and so totally fuck it up in many other ways i mean i, I, I think not every episode is written by the same person i, I don't it just is disappointing I, but I there are people whose jobs it is to like make it seem smooth like they they pay attention to being on one unified message and in one storyline, even if like there's different writers every time, everyone buys in to every episode. You know, like it's not like it's one person goes rogue and it just gets made. And it so you know, it honestly it makes I don't, me I don't think that's even an excuse. And, and that line just makes me sad for a lot of reasons because you know we're watching Game of Thrones, which is supposed to be set in this like medieval ass setting, and yet like the whole everywhere in the world they hurt little girls line is still one hundred percent accurate to now real life yeah. Yeah. like wow we are are we not better we're not better than yeah. fucking like misogynist ass westeros which is not real like, well, i think that's the pain of this show right is like part of why it's so painful to watch it and why like we wish it wasn't as awful t- and violent towards women is because clearly that's still the reality for a lot of people exactly and and, and i think that i've heard like yeah, it's not even far enough from reality to be. Exactly, exactly. I think that's, you know, I, honestly, it's been very, I guess the word I'll use is interesting. Um, people's reactions <laughs> to our reaction <laughs> to this season, because I feel like we, we've always taken the shittiness very seriously. We've had a lot of people be like, you guys need to lighten up, it's just a show. And I'm like, I wish I could lighten up and just treat it like a show. It's just that this stuff affects me, so like, it makes me depressed. Yeah. Because it's a thing. It's like let's all raise our hands if we know women who've been raped. Before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's it, all raise our hands for women who've been physically aggressed before. Yeah, like we all are raising. Yeah, that's or, that's the reality. Or as and a I woman wish, like walking outside and being like, I need to make sure someone knows where I am. I need to make sure that I have my keys out so I can stab someone in the eyeball if they come at me. Oh, this dude cat called me. Should I ignore him? Should I say something back? Is it going to make him mad? He's going to like come at me. It's just, it's a constant thing. Not like I'm saying like I'm constantly being attacked in my life. I'm not saying that. It's just, it's just a very quiet undercurrent to everything. It's just in the back. I feel like pretty much every woman is in the back of our minds all the time. Like this could happen to you. So And that, my friends, is Rape Culture 101. Exactly. And that's why saying, well, it's just a show. Well, it's not 
it's, it's representative of a larger problem that is existing in our modern world. And this is a fucking medieval show. It should be better than that. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't resonate so much. And it does. And it's, and it's or like, very why do upsetting. we need this to be a real, a reality of this world exactly. in order to relate to it? That, yeah. that is the other thing that, um, like, like what, can what we not- makes this a human story? Violence towards women and can we not imagine familiar relationships? Can we not imagine a fantasy world where it's it's not so shitty for women? Like, do they all have to be like that? I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should get Margaret Atwood to write for the show or something. I feel like that something. Yeah, well, I was feeling kind of excited because a bunch of male characters died off, and I was like, "It's time for women! Like, women are gonna fucking do this!" And then instead, it's sort of like you know, there's like. There's just so many women who are like, you know, Sansa, and um, they're just unhappy. They're like not getting better. I don't know. I just, I, 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 maybe, I don't know. Again, I just, maybe I'm being, I don't think I'm being too serious. This is, this is a, Game of Thrones is a large cultural phenomenon. Like, so many people are watching this show and reading these books. It, I don't think I'm taking it too seriously. And number one, if you want your, if you want the thing that you like to be treated as something worthwhile, then you have to be okay with it being critiqued too. Otherwise you're saying it's not art, like it's not anything. So if you're mad because someone's criticizing your dragon show, maybe you should get over it. Or if you can't deal with it, don't listen. And I don't know. Maybe it's not like this is a comedy. It's not like it's a show that people have no emotional investment in and don't take seriously. Exactly. Every other moment when it's convenient and not a reflection of someone's like morality, people take this show really seriously. Yeah. Like as do I, not just because I'm like interested in what's going on with the female characters, because it's a really compelling piece of drama. You know, like it's it's fascinating. It's emotionally like intense and you care about what happens to these people understanding that like you taking all of that seriously because it is what are you doing <laughs> i'm so tired <laughs> i fell off my soapbox <laughs> okay so that was we, we went on a tear there talking about serious things and uh okay let's talk let's, about someone cool let's talk about another cool lady to make me the, happy again. Uh, how about, let's talk about the Queen of Motherfucking Thorns. My, Queen of Thorns! My favorite and my, uh, my aspirational woman who I would like to be like because I just, I just want to like walk around and snark at people in a way that they keep walking for a minute and they're like, wait a second, wait, I think what? you just burned I just got, me. I just, I, just, I just got a third degree burn from that. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even like, she Make sure she stays away from the hound. He won't like that at all. He will not like that. Her flame burns too bright. He cannot too handle bright it. For him. I just think fire. that she is such a... It's funny. I think the Queen of Thorns is a good example of what Cersei wants to be like, but can't make she can't pull it for herself. Because like, she's not smart enough. She's not clever enough. The Queen of Thorns is extremely clever at playing the system to do exactly what she wants. Yeah. Manipulate. But then, okay, this actually, it's funny because on the one hand, I love the Queen of Thorns, but I kind of like hate the, the trope of like smart woman manipulating stupid men. Like that's a kind of a sad trope too. It's like, oh, like, come on guys, like be 
let's, yeah. let's be sassy old lady schools everyone though i'm kind of into it i, I mean, I mean I it is a trope but I can't better than get, most i can't get too too upset about it to be honest and watching her order around her fucking mace tyrell her son like it was the funniest thing and just the way that she and tywin interact with each other it's like yeah these are the heads of the household right here like everyone knows that she's in charge like yeah, these are the powerhouses she's... right now. So yeah, well, you know, I think that, it goes like, to show gender talks. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah if you got enough money, thing, so. that's true. I don't know. I, I think it's it's interesting because you know there's the whole like yeah if you're like smart enough you can work around this you know patriarchal system but it's like yeah like hardly anyone's good enough to actually do that like hardly anyone's yeah. like blessed with enough money and wits and charm that they can actually work work through it because like who else does it in the way that she does like maybe marjorie who's her granddaughter and is being taught Pro- the ways protege exactly like there hardly anyone else can do it like it's such a position of privilege to be able to work around this horrific web that exists in a world like Westeros. Like, mm-hmm. it's just almost impossible. So, it's that whole, like, bootstrap thing. Like, well, if you try hard enough, like, you can make, you can no. make it for yourself. It's like, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Probably not. Like the though. woman who's the wealthiest person in exactly. the land is the one who. And has it. plenty of time to scheme and money to, yeah. you know, distract people with, like, fancy dinners and shit. It's true. All that to say, I fucking love the Queen of Thorns. She's great. She's there. amazing. Um, Queen of my heart. It's true. Um, can we talk about the interesting scene? So first of all, can we talk about the fact that the book, I don't know how gender specific this is, but the book like totally over revealed that she was behind oh, the book, the show. Oh yeah. Like really laid out that she was behind, um, poisoning Joffrey. Yeah, it yeah. was like, so Annie, yeah. How did you feel? Like, did you feel like that was extremely blatant in the it show? It felt like a surprise. It was like, what? Huh? Is it the book is extremely subtle the way they like, I, yeah. Maybe not extremely sad. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. I definitely did not get it to begin with. It was one of those where I, I read either. the theory later and was like, oh, that makes so much sense. But I feel like they kind of whacked us over the head with it and so. Yeah, I didn't necessarily love it because I felt like it got set up in a really awkward way. Like, it just, it was one of those sort of like murder mystery style things where you're like, and then this is what happened. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I feel like they could have yeah. drugged that out a little bit longer. Like, they, we could have waited yeah. on that reveal a little bit. That would have been okay. A little yeah. bit. I don't know. Yeah. I can't get that um, mad about that. It's I'm not mad about it, but I just think it's interesting. Because it also, like, validates her genius and plotting right. all the more. And exactly. makes her more central, which I'm, like, fine with. Yeah. Um, but then I also really want to talk about the really weird, kind of badass conversation we have with, with Marjorie about stealing her sister's boyfriend or fiance <laughs> or whatever and then she's like i boned him good and then he wanted to marry me instead because i'm that good but <laughs> you marjorie you're even better so go work your magic on that 12 year old yeah who really likes mr pounce's cat yeah that was so <laughs> creepy i did not i was so nervous in that scene i'm like please please don't make marjorie do creepy stuff to tommen Please don't. Yeah. And she did not. Yeah. Uh, she didn't. She did show up in his bedchamber and totally made, like, weird face at him, but luckily didn't do anything. I don't know. I feel like th- I was kind of uncomfortable with that scene. Yeah, C-E-Q-H. it was a bit much. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't that bad <laughs> in comparison well, to everything else. But it was, like, a little strange. 
It was... Yeah, I mean, clearly the woman can't actually rape the man, so... Like... That's... That's... What? <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, Annie, you kicked, I mean, like, kicked out of the feminist club. No, no but I mean, in, in like, in Westeros land, not in the okay, real world. Okay, okay. But in Westeros land, like, women get raped, men don't get raped. You know what I mean? Can we just well, men get this? seduced. I'm not saying that men can't get raped. Men have been raped before. Yeah. We're making a public disclaimer. The, the position of the wine women in Westeros class, class, <laughs> we're class now? We're cast. cast. It's in I think I think I meant to say cast. Yeah. Cast. I also cast. feel in like la- I'm talking about the cultural context of the show, uh-huh. not the reality. I of the I think you're right. Not I think yet. the way it would be interpreted would be that no one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it would be interpreted in that way. Um, but yes. the problem is that Tommen is a child and is super creepy, and it's not okay for grown women to creep on young dudes either. Don't do that. It's bad. Yeah, bad, bad. Don't do that bad thing. Don't do it, Marjorie. And Marjorie didn't do it, and hopefully she doesn't do it. Although, I think that Thomas has to be a little older in the show than he is in the still, book. Still. I don't know. He's still, like, obviously a little baby. Like he's I don't think his balls old. have dropped yet. I think he may be, like, 15 or 16 in the show. I can't yeah. remember. Because I know Joffrey's supposed to be 19. So, he's young. Hmm. He's really young. He may even be, like, 13 or 14. I'm not sure. It's crazy. He's a babe. I'm going to pretend like that scene didn't happen. Except for Sir Pounce showing up, which was great. That was super cool. I will only remember that part. Did he talk about beets? 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 Tommen hates beets. Does he? He didn't talk about that. <laughs> Tommen's no, a fool. What? Beets are delicious. <laughs> beets are delicious. Wasn't that a thing? Tommen wants to outlaw beets when he comes That to sounds him. about right. <laughs> All that Tommen cares about is playing with the cat, stamping things with wax, and apparently hating beets. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Boy yeah, King of Westeros, be- long may he live. <laughs> long may he live. King Tom. That's a nice sound. Uh, um, uh, let's be honest. I feel like on. we've kind of uh, we've uh, exhausted we've, all the like outright. Good we've been things. we've been avo- we've been talking we've been avoiding the stampede of elephants in the room. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Can we just like rattle it off? I don't know. Because we have this whole section in our notes of like. Med- medium things and I honestly I don't know I don't even know if I can none of them are that interesting they're really Let's not the bad. Like, we basically just made a list hate. of like all the other like girl characters and it's like I don't know does show just I don't feel like just because the I only thing I want to that I, I think is interesting about this the the math section that I, I want to talk about a little bit mm-hmm. is there's like this really interesting parallel I think it happens in the same episode where Melisandre and Selyse have their naked bathtub scene, and it's like a, like the, it's filmed this way where it's like this incredibly stark difference to Melisandre and her tiny nipples being this like beautiful angel <laughs> like goddess woman, and Selyse <laughs> being a monster, yeah. um, and like juxtaposed against this like a scene of like Sansa being made of porcelain and gold, and again Lysa being a terrible old lady monster. Um, but how those two scenes play out so differently in terms of like the jealousy over the man that is like this, the crux of that relationship. Yeah, that's really uh, true. Which is just really fascinating. Like they're like, I think Celise and Liza kind of look alike. They have these like really harsh features. Like it's very sallow kinda, skin. Yeah. Like, kind of gaunt. Like, 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 it, like, yeah. like their eyes are hollow looking. Yeah. Like if you were to like yeah. switch them, I probably wouldn't notice. Like they, they seen some shit in their lives. Yeah, they they probably smoke too many cigarettes. Celise <laughs> um, definitely uh, keeps way too many feti in jars. That's for sure. What's yeah, there. yeah, uh, it's disgusting. Not, not that actually, actually, that's another parallel between them. Actually, Celise and Liza both have had lots of miscarriages. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and as far as I both, know, neither Melisandre nor Sansa have actually had children. That's true. And they both have, like, red hair. Yeah. Wowie! Too many things going on here. I don't know what it means, but it's interesting. <laughs> well, it's sort of like the sad middle-aged women. Like, they're a little too old. They're kind of not... They're not sexually alluring anymore. They're, like... They're not really powerful in any way because they don't have, like, a sexual power. And, yeah. you know, there, there's, like, Melisandre, who's, like, this, like, sexually alluring, like, mythical person. And then there's, like, Sansa, who's kind of that innocent, virginal mm-hmm. sexuality. And then these other women are, like, middle-aged and, like, they've lost their ability to actually be compelling. Because in this world, clearly, like, if you're a middle-aged woman and you're not fucking hot or, like... You're dried up and useless. type, you're, like, useless and yeah. of no interest. It's, it is. It's interesting. Like, it's the different, like, archetypes of women. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely more of them, but I think you're exactly right. Like, I, I think both Sansa and Melisandre are these other, like, the good, like good and interesting women and Liza and Celise are like not interesting. Like they're like crone types almost. And yeah. And, and where yeah. Liza is obviously like cl- trying to claw her way into not being that. Um, Celise is like, all right, I'm going to turn to religion now. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think that what's interesting, I think I almost misspoke. I mean, not misspoke, but I kind of want to, like, overcorrect the thing I said before. I think what's interesting, at first glance, when you look at McMalisandra and Salisa's relationship, they, um, it seems that they should be fighting over Stannis. Like, that's, yeah. like, Salise fucks, Salise ma- is married to him and gave him, like, one adorable but damaged child. <laughs> and um, you know, Melisandre fucks him for the red for the red god, but like that's yep. not really who they both love. Like Stannis is a tool through which like Relor a pick is that's to them. True. Like they fight it, they're fighting over over God. They're sister wives to Relor. They're sister yeah. wives yeah. to Relor. Stannis is yeah. just their fuckboy. That's yeah, it. he's he's just a pawn <laughs> in the Relor game. It's like like, like that I think because like Celise yeah like Celise doesn't really like give a shit about Stannis. She's like oh whatever you can fuck my husband. Let's talk about how like what's going on with you and Relor. Like yeah. does he love you more than he loves me? Like like the way that like Celise seems to feel about this fictional being that has power but he's still kind of fictional. Yeah. Um, is the same way that I think Lysa, like, worships Littlefinger. Yeah. And then, and let's throw into the mix another uh, female c- character with, you know, Celise and Alessandra. Then we have Shireen, the daughter, who's like... She's the cute! Who's not she's having ch- any of this shit. It's kind of funny, like... She yeah. teaches Davos to read! She does, and also she thinks Relora's bullshit, so and sweetie. I love her. Like, she's yeah. like, this is dumb. And Melisandre's like, what the heck? Why... why? What the heck? And she, like, it's funny, because Celise doesn't know what to do with her. Like, this, like, precocious, like, extremely skeptical girl child. And Melisandre, at least, respects her and, like, talks to her. And it's just, like, a a strange little family they've got going on over there in Dragonstone. Like, very uh, alternative. We'll say that. Very (laughs) alternative. Yeah. Um, Can Can we move on to shit we hate? So, we obviously have to talk about the main the main bad thing that happened in this season and that was Jamie raping Cersei. Um mm-hmm. yeah. it was not the only bad thing. It was not the only rape of the season. It was just It was it was the golden straw that broke 
the <laughs> broke yeah. the pea in the pod. It yeah. it was just it was un- it was extremely unexpected. Um, and then I feel like the episodes that were after that just kept piling. They just kept getting so on. much worse. Yeah. Like it was like it was the misery. The like level of misery is like intolerable. Yeah. Intolerable. So I want to like I want to be like just super upfront about why this pisses me off. In case anyone is like confused about why this change matters so much. So there's a very specific scene in the book where this to the letter happens. Um except for the very important detail that in the book Cersei says no a little bit and then says yes and clearly consents. Well, the, I think where, the, the way I interpret it, and we talked about this in the show, the way I interpret it in the book, she was saying no to the location. Yes. She, she wasn't saying, I don't want to have sex with you. She was saying, we shouldn't do this here. Yes, completely. Um, and then, but in, in, in this point in Jamie, in Jamie's like character arc, he's like one of the most, relatable, compassionate, like, likable characters at this point in the show, which is one of the genius moves that George R. R. Martin can pull off, where you can, like, have your favorite character be the guy who pushed a 10-year-old boy out a window. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's why this this whole thing is so compelling. Yeah. I think. Yeah. At least how it's so compelling to me. And then, so they, like... Really, really, like, screw the pooch, and they make that scene a rape scene, and then they pretend like it never happened. They have, like, one, they have, like, one scene where Cersei's, like, freezing him out and being mean to him, but she was like that before, and then all of a sudden she's, like, being in love with him again, and, like, I mean, it's confusing because their relationship is very fraught, and Cersei will do whatever she has to do to get what she wants, including making Jamie feel like she loves him, but, like come the fuck on. Like, that's not how this is supposed to be. And we're just supposed to buy that Jamie is capable of raping Cersei and still is a likable character. And like, also yeah. capable of being like, Brienne, I got you this sword and cool yeah. armor. Like, I mean, no, like I we all know. contain multitudes, but that does, that does not pan out for me. Yeah. I think the inconsistency in their relationship is like this, like failure on the show's part to like, figure out what they're trying to accomplish with that relationship. I think yeah. the worst the worst thing for me was the, the obviously the scene was horrible, but the aftermath, the reactions and and the way that the I don't remember if it was the writer or the director or whatever trying to say, "Oh, it was consensual." And I'm like, "Um, wow. No. I don't want to know about what you've done because that is not what consensual is." That is not to what consent is. And that makes me concerned. And the fact that a lot there were a lot of people who watched and were like, "Oh, I think it's consensual." I'm like, "I think you need to reevaluate no. what consensual is." Yeah, you argument- talk about like the gray area and like how unhealthy it is to promote any sense of the gray area for men. Like, yeah. "Oh, she loves me, but she's saying no, but it's okay cuz she loves me." The only ar- that like the only argument that I could potentially get behind for the justification of doing this scene this way is that in the book and Jennifer, I know we've all talked about this at this point. I think that that scene in the book was from Jamie's perspective, so it's yeah. very possible that Jamie genuinely thought that he was getting consent because he wanted it, and maybe and and maybe he wasn't. Maybe he maybe wasn't. he wasn't, and I think that that also is. I think we had talked about this. There's like a really interesting parallel in the way that the translation of the book goes to the show. 
where it's also like it totally changes like Tyrion and Shay's dynamic. Like mm-hmm. in the book, mm-hmm. if you look at Shay's character very clearly, like she is a spoiled brat who just wants jewelry and things from Tyrion, doesn't love him, clearly isn't it for the money. Yeah. And so her portrayal of him totally it's makes sense. Obvious, yeah. It's and like if you actually just look at just her actions, not the way yeah. Tyrion interprets Tyrion interprets them, exactly. The story is very clear. Yeah. Whereas in the show they had to like make it so that she was in love with him and and that's that was enough and yeah. it was just, and to me that's like playing more into this like gender norm of like and you know like it's not cool for her to People are so anti-prostitution. You know, they're, like, doing yeah. things to sort of pander to, like, public opinion about, like, what's acceptable. Yeah. They're like, oh, they must be in love because that'll be more appealing to people. It, yeah, that'll yeah. make it okay versus, like, no, she's just doing her job. <laughs> like, she's just yeah. working. Yeah. But then it makes the end of the season, like, so confusing and jarring because you're like, what? Yeah. What's <laughs> Yeah. Why did he do that? But I just, I don't know, the whole, the, the thought after this, the blow up of the Jamie Cersei scene, the thought that maybe I had read it wrong was also a very like a painful experience for me because it was like, man, like I, I always like think of myself as a person that like, I'm constantly like evaluate, like evaluating like these things. And like that, the, the thought that that could have gotten by me, I'm like, Oh man, like I just think that every person has, we, we all have so many biases and, 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 things inside of us that we don't even know like yeah I, this is really st- this is really really dumb but i was watching a show recently where guys were playing volleyball and in my brain i was like that's a girl that's a girl sport and i was like what where did that even come from in my brain like that's stupid like why is that a girl sport there's just like all these like weird little yeah. things lurking in our brains all the time that you think are true and then when you examine them for a second you're like that doesn't make any sense so it made me sad to think that maybe i glossed over something like that because i try to be yeah. sensitive to those things i don't know i don't know it's it, hard to be perfect all the time that's true <laughs> but i i think it, I, honestly the thing that upset me most about that scene was the the reaction to it in general mm-hmm. um on cast of thrones we had we obviously had to talk about it right off the bat in the episode because how could we talk about that episode without addressing it first like it's a huge weight and there were quite a few people who like either like made fun of us or like you guys are taking this way too seriously and like got mad at us and i remember kind of laugh like laughing because like you've got to laugh so you don't cry every single person who did that was a guy and i was like wow could you be more stereotypical where on the other hand we had so many women thank us for dealing with it that way and i feel like that's just the sad sad reality of it is that for dudes that's entertainment and for women that's their life that's their experience you just hit the nail completely on the head and i really 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 ask you if for some reason you're listening to this and and yet don't uh, and you're not on board with what we're saying like please like I beg of you to have some empathy. I beg of you to look online and like read some like feminism one on one stuff. Like I, 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 it's just, it's so, so upsetting to see something so serious dismissed in that way. Like it was very disheartening for me this season. Like I, I, I was legitimately like sad a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. When there's already so much sadness being thrown at you from your TV to have 
your fellow viewers be just as monstrous as like, the show is. It's it, really it, disappointing. Oh, boy. Yeah. I feel like it just, it, it proves it's like, have it, we not come anywhere from this supposed medieval time? Exactly. Now? Exactly. Like it really, it's just, it, it, it makes me dis- despair a little bit. Maybe that's exaggerating, but it just, it just feels like there's been a, a, a step back. It feels like there's not as much progress as I would like to have seen. Um, and I say that and I know the great majority, uh, I would like to think the great majority of people are good. And I know the great majority of our fans are good. We just had some really disheartening reactions this season. And luckily my male co-hosts are wonderful and, and it offered to take on the brunt of a lot of it because like everyone wants to talk to me about it because I'm the girl on the podcast and I already like, not like this happens all the time, but I already like deal with some weird shit on the internet anyway, just because I'm like the girl on the podcast. Um, and I just, and you're not. so pretty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me and my anime avatar were so good looking. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know how people, I don't know how women do it that don't have like supportive friends and partners. It's like, I mean, Tim like dealt with me just being so upset this whole season and I really am grateful to him for that. And I'm glad that they're the ones that like, that they took, <laughs> they took my side and had my back during the whole thing. It was, it yeah. Was, that that was a little like reminder of like not all is fucked in the world, but it, it was really upsetting and um I don't know like I maybe we should I, in the notes we kind of went th- I I went through some of the common reactions to why people were saying it, the rape in this entire season which, which first maybe we should just take a step back because it wasn't just a J- Jamie Cersei scene there were a lot of really upsetting scenes. Can we talk about Crosshair's Keep? For yeah, a I, think too? To. I think we have to. I think we have because that like. God, I wanted to throw my television out the window by the time we got yeah. there. Like, the, fuck that. That was the that was a scene that actually like kind of broke me because it Ugh. was treated so casually. Like, here's yes, we understand these dudes are fucking bad dudes. Literally, one of them is drinking from a skull, and in the literally in the background is a woman getting raped. Just like it's, yeah, they're all getting li- it's literally background noise and harassed. Every it's time. it's yeah, it's so irrelevant. It's so commonplace. It just These women's little, lives matter so little. Like, exactly. Like, it felt, it felt like why, like, why are these women's bodies collateral to the plot? Why, yeah. why do yeah. you need to sacrifice this in order to, to show the audience these dudes are bad? Like, yep. why? I don't understand that. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. Like, honestly, like from the book, like, can we imply that that happened? Probably these dudes are assholes. We can imply that. Do we need to see it? Like, at what point yeah. does it become rape porn? Like, w- why? What's the point of it? I mean, that's basically what it was. And what I, what I, I found to be so, I mean, the whole thing was just so disheartening. And then there's like that ending that was supposed to be really triumphant where they burn Craster's keep down, which, like, not to be a nitpicker, but like, where are those bitches gonna live now? Anyway, we'll see, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Too. There's a fucking <laughs> they'll build a new house. They'll be, they'll, they're gonna be alright. I have to believe this. Okay, um, I believe it. <laughs> um, but like, there's the little old lady with no teeth where, and that Jon Snow is talking to, like, hey, you can come be safe at the wall. And she's like, uh, no. no. Um, and Why what would she we do says that? is, you know, Craster raped us and worse, and your Night's Watch brothers raped, or no, beat, not raped us. Craster beat us and worse, and your Night Watch brothers beat us and worse, mm-hmm. and we're getting better off on our own. Yeah. She could not say rape. Like, yeah. why can a woman who has, 
or women who have been so brutally raped over and over and over again their whole lives say, I was raped on I this think, show. That I, doesn't happen. I think there's... Like, I think the only time the word rape has been uttered that I've heard, maybe Sarah C has said it and I haven't paid attention, but like the only time it sticks out to me is Tyrion saying to Tywin that he wouldn't rape Sansa last season. Yeah. And that's like a man saying the word, which is so different. I mean, I guess you could interpret it a couple ways. Like you could interpret it as then these women in this situation wouldn't, wouldn't or couldn't call it that for any number of reasons. Maybe but they may not know the word. They right. didn't, maybe they're, they, they, it wasn't interpreted in that way because they were yeah. technically married to him. Maybe they, didn't want to say the word because it was like too painful to them, but I I feel like that's being way too generous to the show. I don't think that's what happened, even though we can obviously see that's what's going on. I, I do think that's really interesting. Why wouldn't they say it? Like, why yeah. is it not scripted? Maybe they're maybe I'm looking too hard into, but I don't know if I am. I, I just I don't and know. I mean like obvious- I mean it's weird that it's just not a word they use. Like, and I guess you know we talk about the arguments like to to like mitigate the sexism which is like oh that was just kind of normal then and like the cultural context they've created is about like violence against women but like that doesn't have to be that way there's also no such thing as dragons in the real world exactly and i know and i honestly used to be kind of i used to kind of take that position myself but you know i feel like after this season i got to a point i'm like you know what that's you know what you you have the right to create a world that's like this but i don't have to read it or watch it yeah at some point it's not good for me anymore like mentally i can't deal with it yeah (laughs) and i feel like it's made me look like a fool for having defended it for three seasons saying you know like i feel like i've gone off on so many soapbox tirades saying yes there's a lot of rape yeah, in the show. It's it's not for everyone, exactly. and I, I respect that. Yeah. But they handle it well. It's important that we see this. It's important that this that experiencing rape through the eyes of the victim is a part of our cultural experience, so we can understand and have compassion for that situation. This show is no longer handling it in a way that I respect at I, all. I and I, I can't 100 agree. And I feel, I feel especially embarrassed to be devoting like a good chunk of years to this second show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel exactly yeah. the same Wait, way. So like, I don't even feel we, like I can. Are we like divorcing Game of Thrones right now? No. Like, oh God. Are we breaking up? <laughs> what do we do? We have a weird, we have a weird on again. Do they have to win us back? I've had enough breakups this month. It's been a really <laughs> rough time. <laughs> I don't really want to do yeah. it again. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I will hold a little seed of hope in my heart that next season is going to be better. I know, and I'm not going to say anything because no spoilers, but I, I have, I have hope in my heart for some characters that are coming up that maybe things can be better. Um, I, I hope that people's reactions have maybe made them think twice about the way they're handling things. I, I know but, that the, but Jennifer, a- I just, I was just with someone for like a really long time hoping things would get better and then they didn't and you have to respect yourself. Let's make this personal. Let's make this about me. I'm, I'm breaking up with Game of Thrones and now I'm dating anime because anime, does, <laughs> anime I watch doesn't have rape in it. That's actually, it's that's not a joke, me, it's you. That's Wait, actually is that, real. Is, is anime like, it's, so it's like, it's cartoons, it's fake, so anime is basically a vibrator to Game of Thrones is our ex-boyfriend. Is I'll, that what's going on here? I've really been, I'm yeah. not going to lie, I've really been getting my vibe on in that situation then. Because yeah, <laughs> I, hey, yeah. I watch a lot, a lot of anime to, to heal my broken, broken heart from Game oh. of Thrones. I know. 
I'm sure I'm being I I, I no I I was about to say I'm sure I'm being dramatic, but I'm doing this. I'm no, saying, you're not. I'm not being dramatic. I'm gaslighting myself right now. No, this is mm-hmm. fucked up. And I feel like and I have on the one hand I feel exhausted from talking about it, but on the other hand I feel like I've well we've not had this conversation, and I feel like this has been really good. I feel like this has been really therapeutic for me. We're all healing here. We really it's a safe are. space. Um, I just. I, I have, I hope it's better next season. I really do. I was very disappointed in the way that violence towards women was, was dealt with this season. Um, at what, at what point do, is strong female characters, quote unquote, when is it not enough? Like, it's about yeah. not enough, right? Yeah. Now. I, as much as enough. I love so many of the cool lady characters in this show, like, the rape is just like, so and empowering. And not, yeah. not across the board, but like, they're also weakening some of yeah. our favorite strong female characters. Uh, like I yeah. Know, like we talk about Asha Yara yeah. for a second. The character assassination of Asha Yara Greyjoy and how they made her look like a dumbass when she's actually a real She's cool afraid bitch. of puppies. Huh. Hate oh it yeah, so that, that was ridiculous. What it was, was that so about? it was so stupid. Ugh. I, I have already like ranted ever. about this like three times. She's afraid of dogs. But oh, she's like she just like really... slaughtered a bunch of badass bitches and then she runs away from barking puppies. She's just like a really cool like I love her character. I like I like uh Ashiara Greyjoy because I she's a warrior, but she's also like feminine in her way too like yeah she'll like wear pants and stuff but she's like a pretty feminine lady and i think that's an interesting trope too because where you have Arya and brianne who are like not stereotypically feminine at all and they do the not stereotypically feminine thing ashiara does the not stereotypically feminine thing but still like acts like a woman in many ways i don't know i think that's nice yeah i really enjoy yeah that. yeah it's not like really- the demonization of like femininity like she no she she's still she's a warrior and she still has sexuality which exactly. is so unusual I think and they took really away her nice. warrior bullshit and made her a weak ass little lady who couldn't kill a puppy yeah it, uh, i mean that's obviously like much less of a big deal than some of the other things but that was by personal it's like, a bummer and a half bro it was sad it made me sad so i don't know i feel like there's probably more things that we could have analyzed but i i I think we got to the meat of the thing that I wanted to talk about for this episode, yeah. really. If there are other things that you think we should deal with, I mean, we have, we're about to start our book club soon. We're going to be doing a, um, a combined reading of, uh, A Feast for Crows and A Dance of Dragons because. Oh, ambitious. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not ambitious. reading both of them. There's like a combination, uh, because they're happening in the same timeline. So yeah. someone has Wait. created a, like, combined timeline of it. Oh, and we're wait! Did you do? Did you do fuck Mary kill yet? No, we haven't. Can I? I feel like I have the seedling of an of an of something to contribute to it. Maybe okay, I'll we'll talk later tomorrow. But, so, yeah. all right, everyone. And no spoilers for this. future Cast of Throne that's episodes either. Uh, so I don't know. We have more. Th- we have more things going on. But if you have any more like huge things that we missed, you know, uh, send us an email. Talk to us on Twitter and maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do something else. Or maybe we'll save it for, for later for, for another episode. But, um. We can always we, drink more wine and be friends. We're, we can always down. do it. We're we can down. always do it. We love it. So. There's I, always more wine to be drunk. <laughs> there's an philosophy. infinite supply of wine and we're going to drink it all. <laughs> all the wine for us. Oh, and so send us your recommendations. We did that for a while and that was fun. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Send us your recommendations for wine. That was oh, fun. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Yes. Yeah, I would love recommendations. that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and, Feel free to send me a bottle of wine to my office. I'll, well, d- you know, DM me on Twitter. 
and send me wine or something. I want that. I don't have a Twitter. Shit. I'll, I'll get the, I'll share it with okay. you. Send, send me wine that I can share with Annie. Wink, yeah. wink. I'm when not sharing. When we podcast together. <laughs> when we drink wine together. Okay, so I don't know what happened to Jennifer, but we, I'm just going to record a sign off from our end. Um, this is Betsy. If you would like to find me on Twitter, my handle is at that Betsy lady. Um, and Annie's not on Twitter, but if you want to talk to her, you can. I'll, I'll tell her what you say. Yeah, you can do that. Um, thank you for listening to our show. And we love you. And stay safe and consensual. And keep drinking that wine donkey. Oh, yeah. Something. I don't know. Bye.